let's do that. Bam. So, welcome to Racer's Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, I was just actually uh, promoting Pam here in the uh, last 10 minutes of our commercial time and trying to get actually the, uh, as usual, just trying to get my devices together, so to speak. So, I believe right now we are recording proper. I've had a little overlay, uh, overlay between the phonograph and uh, when I'm talking here on the mic. So, as usual, I'm going to have to hunt that down. But uh, welcome here to Racer's Alley at Meet Me Radio in the heart of the mission. And I was just mentioning earlier, uh, before I officially came on, uh, Pam's working tonight at the bar in Dolores uh, between seven th uh, between uh, Dolores and 29th at 7.30 p.m. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, Pam runs a mutiny radio. She does the best she can, and she, she does everything she can to promote comedy. And uh, she produces probably, uh, I want to say, four shows around the city at least if I'm not wrong. And she also, in between, when she's not producing shows, she actually goes out and performs comedy because that's what she loves to do. So she's also around the Bay Area when she's not actually, you know, uh, producing shows. She's actually out there um, doing her shtick, which is wonderful because, I mean, that's all she really loves. And she, the fact that she helps so many people and tries to promote so many comedians throughout the Bay Area. You know, that's really cool as well. So tonight, uh, Pam will be at the bar in Dolores, uh, at uh, Dolores and 29th at 7.30 p.m. She's usually there every first and third Thursday. And, uh, yeah, so have a great uh, show tonight, Pam. It looks like wonderful weather out here in the city. And uh, thank you for always supporting Racer's Alley here at Meet Any Radio. Right now, I'm going to put on a little bit of fix. I'm technically not supposed to be here but, uh, you know, life gets in the way, and I need to just chill out for a second. So I don't have a show per se, but I'll put on some music. I do have a AFM and a, a California Road Race Association schedules, so I'll just mention off here and there. Probably be here for about an hour. Uh, tonight, uh, we got Phil Collins and Genesis playing, as well as The Fix. Uh, so I'll start out with The Fix. Yar. Uh, enjoy being here at Racers Alley at Meeting Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, Pam, have a great show tonight at the bar on Dolores, which starts at 7.30 p.m. Cheers. <laughs>
Yeah, welcome back to Racer's Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, like I said, I'm taking a sort of uh, time off lately, trying to sharpen my instincts here in the in the in the studio. <laughs> I'm always just uh, messing things up between the, uh, I guess, phonographs and uh, computers. Anyhow, let's keep going on here. So tonight I'm just sitting here. I'm not going to be here very that very long. I just wanted to mention earlier, Pam Tastic here at Meeting Radio always has her shows, and she's a producer of many many uh, shows through the city as well as her stuff here at Mutiny Radio. And on Mondays, you can always find her here at Joke Workshop at 6 p.m. at 21st in Florida. If you're an upcoming, uh, if you want to be a comedian, come here, learn how to be a comedian. You can basically uh, have a bunch of notes, and what you do from there is go over in front of people here. <laughs> they will critique you, and you will critique them. And over time, you will be able to actually, you know, get stronger. I mean, there's nothing like practice to actually make you stronger, and very, especially being in front of folks and uh, being live. I mean, that's only thing you can actually do with, uh, with with actually being in front of people. You can't simulate it. Yar yar. I've tried with a bunch of blow up dolls. It does not work. And uh, you'd end up having weird relationships with him. So that being said, uh, let's see here. Right now, she's going to be over at the bar in Dolores on 29th at 7.30 p.m. So every first and third Thursday, Pam does a show. A show. She has a show with a couple of folks on the bar in Dolores at 29th and uh, 7.30 p.m. So I hope you guys go out there and uh, enjoy. That being said, tonight I am actually uh, not really being here. I'm here at Meet Any Radio with Racers Alley. I'm going to put on a little bit more music, and we'll go from there. Cheers. <laughs>
The Fix. The Fix on Racer's Alley.
ERER, I always love the fix, and uh, that's actually an original album I own back from the 80s. ER. Anyhow, I'm going to be giving my albums to Lin Glenn soon, once I be able to get all this stuff. I need to actually start packing and such. Uh, lately, life's been weird, and no matter how much I've tried to keep my house, uh, it just hasn't worked out. You have roommates, you have five roommates, then people move out. You could never really be as a master tenant ahead of the game. I really, really want to race over at the California Road Race Association on February 12th and 13th at Buttonwillow. And I really, really wanted to actually uh, do the new riders class and such on the 11th, as well as the 10th. I think they had a, a Thursday. I think they had a track day as well. But anyhow, it's coming up next next week. So... Talking about racing uh, here at Racers Alley, uh, welcome, welcome here to Racers Alley and listening to us here at Meet Me Radio. I'm technically off, so I really don't have a show right now. However, I need to come in every now and then and just talk. That being said, uh, right now I have two notices for the California Road Racing Association and the AFM. That's how we're going to start right now in uh, February. Now we're, we're start of February. So racing starts in February with the California Road Race Association. The California Road Race Association, Road Race Association is really cool. Uh, Dustin's called in before. They have a great four-run uh, four series this year. And it's really, really cool because it coincides with the American Federation of Motorcycle Racing series. Uh, even actually at some of the same courses and the same tracks. So what that means, racers, is you can actually run a down south series and up north series and run them both consistently uh, together because it's always uh, nice to be able to race every month with that money tree growing in your backyard. However, uh, right now, uh, like I mentioned earlier, February 12th and 13th at Buttonwillow, the California Road Race Association is going to be having their first race of the season. It's going to be really, really neat. Uh, check them out right now on the uh, on Intermore Webs or Face Them a Book because they have uh, courses before, like on Thursday, a racing class, uh, well, uh, track day, and then on Friday, the new rider school, I believe, and such. I, I actually need to contact them because uh, I'd really, really like to go out there next week. It's a long, long, long shot because of the way my life has changed, but uh, I'm trying. And that's really, really cool. The California Road Race Association is going to have four races this year on February 12th and 13th at Buttonwillow. And like I mentioned earlier, check them out on the interwebs because they'll probably have a couple of uh, days before the, the race where you can uh, familiarize and also join the club. Uh, and uh, So anyhow, the next race is going to be on June 25th and 26th at Laguna Seca. That is a very, very rare thing. If there's a reason to join a club, it's because they're going to race at Laguna Seca. I'm sorry. Yar. And to even top this off, let's put some little whipped cream on this. They're going to be racing at Willow Springs on July 29th and 31st. So this is even more awesome. Uh, the California Road Race Association is racing at Button Willow, Laguna Seca, Willow Springs. And, and the uh, the end of the season so far on August 20th, 20th and 21st will be at Button Willow. But uh, the fact of the matter is, as a racer, you're going to get uh, very dynamic courses and uh, I believe Dustin at one point said that the course may change at the end of the year because they're doing a lot of work over down there at Button Willow. So who knows what will happen in August as far as the configuration. I believe February is going to be the general configuration. And then uh, February 12th and 13th. And like it said, uh, June 25th and 26th is going to be Laguna Seca. That's, I'm, I'm sure 
yar, the more I'm going to promote this, everyone's got to join this club because, man, you know, uh, don't be a pussy and don't say like you're like, I'm going AFM and I can have a whatever thing. Join both clubs. Both clubs need your full membership, you know, so carry both cards, support both clubs, support all the turn workers, support everyone who gets you out there. This is really, really important. And the fact that Dustin's doing the California Road Race Association, um, that's a really, really big deal. And um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Anyways, like I said, I'm kind of short on stuff to talk about. And I'll just put on some music. And I'm trying to count how many times I say, uh, each time I say, uh, less every week means I'm just getting better track time, so to speak. Uh, Phil Collins' birthday was this week, I believe. So we're going to put on a little Genesis, a little Dodo. So, yar. Welcome to Races Alley here at Meetney Radio in the heart of the mission. Yar. <laughs> Races Alley here in the heart of the mission. I was just putting on a little Genesis there, which will change in a second. Anyways, I was mentioning earlier the California Road Race Association is going to have a, 
uh, four uh, race series this uh, year. Uh, February 12th and 13th at Button Willow. June 25th and 26th at Laguna Seca. July 29th and 31st at Willow Springs. And August 20th and 21st at Button Willow. So California Road Race Association. Get on them now because the races are next week. And they have a series where uh, back in the old days we had WSMC. And that kind of coincided back with the AFM. This is kind of like that. I really like them. Um, yar Yar, uh, you can actually run the CRA as well as the AFM concurrently. Which makes a huge difference. Huge thing as far as a racer. And unfortunately, uh, you just need to grow a money tree, another money tree, but we'll work on that later. So I just wanted to welcome you back to uh, Meet Any Radio here and uh, Racers Alley and Heart of the Mission. I'm just having a few commercials, I guess, in between. I really don't have a lot to say, so I'll put on some little more music instead of Genesis, which actually just didn't work well. I'm going to put on a little more fix again. Cheers. <laughs> and then, yar. So I'm live. I'm going somewhere. Anyhow, uh, that being said, I was mentioning earlier the race schedules for the California Raid Race Association as well as Beatney uh, Radio's joke schedule uh, and uh, Pantastic's uh, itinerary. So, uh, AFM is the one I haven't mentioned earlier. American Federation of Motorcyclists. They're uh, for the 2002 schedule. So, uh, AFM is going to start with Button Willow over on March 19th and 20th. And then they're going over to uh, Buttonwillow again on April 23rd and 24th. It looks like they got they got basically three tracks, uh, just like uh, California Road Race Association. So uh, AFM, uh, they, they they both kind of AFM and CRA 
do have a couple of the same tracks overlapping, which is really, really cool because the more track time you get, the faster you, uh, the faster you get, uh, times go down, you know, more laps you get, times get better, especially if you're, you know, consistently doing the same track. Uh, it's very hard to switch tracks every time and have to learn, yeah, learn every time you go out and qualify. So what's really, really neat, uh, AFM, as well as uh, California Road Race Association, American Federation of Motorcyclists, they're both running a lot of the same courses. So the American Federation of Motorcyclists are going to be starting on March 19th and 20th at Buttonwillow. Uh, they're also going to be there on April 23rd and 24th. From there, they're going to switch to Thunder Hill up north uh, on May 21st and 22nd, June 11th and 12th, August 6th and 7th, and September 17th and 18th. So they're going to have a basically a four-run series over at Thunder Hill. So that's where you're going to really get a lot of your speed, uh, you know, as far as... Um, I guess you say running for your points and running for the series, that's going to be where you need to go. Um, and then what they did was they threw a monkey in the wrench. The last race of the season is going to be at Laguna Seca on October 8th and 9th, which is really fucking cool. Uh, I promised I'd stop swearing, so really freaking cool and fracking, depending on what show you watch. Uh, Laguna Seca is going to be the last show uh, race of the season, October 8th and 9th, for the American Federation of Motorcycles. So I'll be going over this on our next break. Which is really, really cool. So between uh, both class, uh, both race organizations here locally uh, in California, uh, they're covering all the courses. Uh, somewhere along the line, I guess, Sears Point pissed everyone off, which I don't know what that's about. But apparently we ain't racing there. But uh, we're racing everywhere else, and especially Laguna Seca for both uh, AFM and CRA. So that that's actually... Um, I haven't heard of that before. I mean, I know Armour runs them every now and then, AMA, but uh, to have uh, local organizations be able to actually go out there and have a race, I hope everyone from both class, uh, everyone just shows up. So we'll talk about that shortly. Again, Alex Torres-Mori, uh, Racer Zali here at Meeting Radio. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm just, just chilling. Yar. So let's listen to Genesis because it was Phil Collins' birthday and see if that works. <laughs>
Cheers to uh, Phil Collins and uh, Genesis. I always loved that band. Saw them a lot back in the old days. And, uh, oh, happy birthday, Phil Collins. So I was mentioning earlier, AFM has their schedule out right now. Uh, Button Willow, March 19th and 20th, uh, April 23rd and 24th. Thunder Hill, 
May 21st, 22nd, June 11th and 12th, August 6th and 7th, and September 17th, and Monkey in the Ranch, Laguna Seca on October 8th and 9th. Yar. And uh, the California Road Race Association, who's actually racing, uh, starts earlier in the season, which I really, really, man, man, I'd love to be out there on February 12th and 13th at Button Willow. And uh, they're going to be out there on June 25th and 26th at Laguna Seca. So that's going to be a huge, huge, huge deal. Um, <laughs> boy, I'm sure as the, uh, uh, the our, our, our shows go on, that's going to just snowball. And on July 29th, 31st, they'll be at Willow Springs, which is a track that I have a lot of, um, uh, I need to go back there. And uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, on August 21st and 20, 20th and 21st, he'll be back in Button Willow. So, AFM and C American Federation of Motorcyclists and uh, California Road Race Association, they both have their schedules out right now. The California Road Race Association, I believe the latest entry is going to be by Wednesday of next week. So, if you want to uh, join in, uh, do so now. Get on your horn. And if you can, try and get there uh, Thursday or Friday for the practices and the newcomer races. They also do have, I believe, sponsorship for the 250 bikes or 450, 400, I forget, uh, the letter bikes. And also, I heard now they have sponsorship for over 40, um, which I qualify in uh, ER. So I'd love to be there. Right now, I just have two empty rooms to rent in the house with, you know, five people. I'm just kind of really screwed. So if anyone uh, looking for roommates over here in San Francisco, if anyone's looking for a room, you're, give me a holler. So that being said, uh, thank you for joining Racer's Alley here at Mutiny Radio in the Heart of the Mission. I'm going to put a little bit more music on because I'm technically not here and just chilling. So enjoy some. Let's choose. Fix. Cheers. <laughs>
Alrighty, well, looks like I'm going to be ending the show early tonight because I really don't have much to say. So, that being said, uh, there's always uh, here at Meet Radio with Pam Tastic free comedy uh, here at 6 p.m. at 21st in Florida at Meet Radio. So, I always enjoy uh, coming by here and uh, laughing. Yar. And always uh, contribute if you can. And on Wednesdays, Pam has, like I mentioned earlier, she produces a lot of shows. And uh, she'll be here at Asiento over here at uh, 21st and Bryant. They have a great outdoor dining and great food. However, it's like they really have, when the COVID came out, they really did a good job of making a nice uh, facade out there and uh, patio and such or outdoors now when they first started. So enjoy uh, dinner at uh, Asiento at 730 uh, in comedy over at 21st and Bryant. And uh, I love Pam. She always takes care of us here and uh, it's really, really nice. Mutiny Radio, we can use all your help you can uh, we can get, uh, especially since COVID. A lot of our shows uh, dropped out. So you can always uh, help us here. Our, our boat's always leaking. Uh, you can find us, I'm sure, on the end of our webs. And uh, I think they have a Venmo thing going. And uh, if you're ever up on, uh, well, actually, Saturday, uh, she does uh, brunch at Atlas Cafe in San Francisco here. Brunch is around 2 p.m. So uh, that means, uh, Mar- uh, what do you call them things? Bloody Mary. So enjoy brunch here at uh, Mutiny Radio. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Atlas Cafe on Saturdays. Because uh, Pam uh, produces a lot of shows. And she tries to make everyone just... Have a good time. Enjoy the time out there. And she promotes a lot of uh, comedians and tries to keep the arts going here in San Francisco because a lot of that's died over the over, over time here. So uh, it's very, very cool that she she, she keeps uh, young artists interested and have hope. And she has her classes on Monday with a joke workshop to, to just keep the, the new up-and-covers uh, she can do whatever she can. She'll make everyone happy and try and make everyone laugh. So awesome. And cheers to Captain Fantastic on that. So thank you for listening to uh, Race Alley here at Meeting Radio and Harlem Mission. Like I mentioned, uh, the AFM, uh, American Federation of Motorcycles, uh, has a new schedule out. And more importantly, the California Road Race Association is racing next week. And ER, uh, you should really pay attention to their schedule because it's really badass. And they have really, really good courses and it's in between uh, both. So you can run both CRA and AFM, and that, that's really, really cool. Uh, I've set my budget. Uh, right now, I, I need to actually go either – I'm going to have to figure out how I can get uh, $12,000, but I'll work on it. Anyways, thank you for working at Racers Alley here, uh, listening to Racers Alley here at Mead Radio and Harlem Mission. And uh, we're going to cut our show early because I'm – really alone uh, not really going to be here but i needed to come in anyway just to get my own time and practice how to talk into the mic again and all that good stuff yeah so enjoy listening i guess to the rest of genesis maybe we'll see in a second Yeah, Genesis wasn't working for me tonight, uh, but we got the fix, and I, I really love it. I got it. Cheers.
Gracious Alley's done here at Meet Me Radio and enjoy the, uh, I guess, the whatever's on the air. Thank you, uh, Meet Me Radio. Thank you, Fantastic, for always having us here. And uh, cheers, AFM and such. Yep. Follow me now. With Welcome to LWAFLMOIT. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? Good to see you. It's been a full week. It's been a full week here. It's another Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 5 o'clock Carl time, uh, New Jersey time, uh, here on MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. And you can check us out by going to MutinyRadio.fm. And you'll find a uh, listen now button. You can press it, and on Sunday at two, you can listen to us now. Maybe you want to check out our archives. Well, you could just go. You, we're listed. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube, and you can find all our episodes from the last five years. Man, uh, we do it every Sunday, and we also you check out the lineup on uh, Mutiny Radio while you're on their site. Uh, that what's really happening with Luke uh, Sayers before us? We love that show. And we also love a lot of other great shows, including Monday and Fridays. They have live stand-up comedy, open mics, and showcases. You can listen to it. You can subscribe to their podcast. You could also go to the station, and uh, it is compliant, and uh, check out the show. Also, Carl, I should say we're a podcast. Mm-hmm. We're L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's unique enough. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on <laughs> Apple iTunes. Apple iTunes, not Microsoft iTunes. I don't want to confuse anybody. And while you're there, don't leave uh, leave a review. Remember that? Leave a review on iTunes is very important. It's really important to leave a review on iTunes. Oh, 100%. Damn. Listen, don't have my brother be the only one who left a comment about our uh, our show. (laughs) Did you go to Proudly Resents and leave a comment? I might have. Back in the day, my brother's podcast. This is a great show. Have you ever done that, Carl, as a performer, uh, left a good compliment about a show and on Yelp or something? Like, Scotty's is such a great showcase. I really love the host. Oh, if I could always fuck that guy. What's his name? Carl. Good idea. I should do it. not Carl. (laughs) Very suspicious. Well, you can always tell. You you would look at these services and they'll say, like, Oh, this is such a great showcase. It's San Francisco's finest. And it's signed San Francisco comic. <laughs> Danny Deutschy. <laughs> oh, I love Danny Deutschy. It's so great. Signed Mike Spiegelman. <laughs> signed Hatch. Hatch. Oh, well, I think that's all the comedians we know for San Francisco. But we're going to go ahead. And uh, so we're very excited. We are going to, as our acronym uh, describes, going to watch a full-length movie with you on YouTube uh, in its entirety. And we're really excited because it's January 2022 mm-hmm. and the new year has started. And every year now, uh, movies become public domain from 75 years ago. And that's 1926. So we're making a big assumption. We're assuming this movie is available. I can make my own DVD copy and sell it to you, Carl. There's nothing this guy can do about it. <laughs> that's so, right, cop. Yeah, copper. So we're going to watch. I'm balling me, cop. Hey, buddy, I'm here. You were selling Ulysses by James Joyce. Jokes on you, Kappa. It's been in public domain for two years. Uh, now, it's, I think Finnegan's Wake is now in the public domain, huh? 
Google it. Google it. Or no, go to MikeSpiegelman.com and order your own copy of Mike Spiegelman edition of the Pickens Wait by James Joyce. I edited a bit. <laughs> right, fool's luck. So uh, last week uh, we watched The General from Buster yeah. Keaton, now in the public domain. What a great movie. What a great chaotic film. movie. Great research. Uh, this week, uh, today's episode, I'm going to uh, present host. Uh, I did some research on a, on a movie, an hour-long movie. And Carl also uh, did some research on a 15-minute short. But don't worry, these are both comedies, both stars of the day. Uh, Carl, what is our movie, our feature-length movie? Okay, today? the first one we will watch is Tramp, comma, Tramp, comma, Tramp. And the, that's what you put in YouTube search engine. Tramp, comma, Tramp, comma, Tramp. Yes, you can copy-paste. I don't know why you even asked that. Of course you can. It's not my call. Am yes, I working is. your keyboard? What's the channel what? like? Well, I have to say there's very few pleasures in my life, like typing the word tramp three times manually, three times in a row. The channel is Cinemax 24K. Oh, Cinemax, huh? 24K. Whoa, that's six times more than regular Cinemax 4K. Cinemax 4K. So go ahead, type in, as Carl said, tramp, comma, tramp, comma, tramp, 1926. You know, uh, I've typed that so often that I just bought myself one of those tramp stamps. Oh, yeah, it makes it a lot quicker. Tramp, tramp, we tramp, got the tra- <laughs> We got the tramp stamp joke the out even before this movie happened. Uh, so we want you to go ahead and find that link, click it, hit pause, move the timer bar to the far most left position. Just move it to the left. And then uh, at the count of go, we go ahead and click the uh, play button and watch the movie with us. We don't do the countdown. We have a celebrity comedian countdown. Carl had the opportunity to talk about him. We're going to hear a little about the performer. And yeah. then that then that celebrity comedian will do the countdown. Carl, take it away. Welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown with special host, Mike Spiegelman. Hi, how are you? I'm really excited. Our special comedian countdown is not from New Jersey. He's here in Los Angeles. Miguel Fierro, welcome to the show. What's up, Mike? Hey, it's Spiegelman. good to hear from uh, Miguel and I are, we've known each other for like 15 years at least, at least. A little longer than that, I think, actually, since probably about 2002. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. So this, we are in 2022 right now, so about 20 <laughs> years. Uh, we, so let me, let me uh, just introduce you. Uh, Miguel Fierro is a really funny comedian uh, here in Los Angeles. He was part of the San Francisco scene uh, back in the day. And he's also a single cell orchestra. Let's let the cat out of the bag. Probably one of the great uh, ambient house bands uh, out there. Uh, And actually, you know, I just want to say, like, when I started doing comedy in San Francisco, there was a club called Cat's Grill on Folsom. And uh, Mimi Gonzalez had women with balls and they let me perform. And it was right before the ambient night at Cat's Grill. So the back room would have, like, balloons and inflatable pyramids and then... uh, they would have DJs play. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I remember they used to do it. Yeah, they used to do an ambient thing back there. I can't remember what it was called, but I'm, I do. I think I've. I think I actually played it like a long time ago um, at the Cat Club. Yeah. Yeah, the Cat Club. Right, Cat Club, and then it became Cat's Grill, and now it's uh, an empty space, probably. No, it's. Pro- <laughs> I think maybe a condo. Uh, but let's. Uh, so you started with music first or stand up? Music. Yeah, yeah. Since I was a kid, really. And uh, now you you were born in San Francisco, right? Native. I, I was literally born in San Francisco. Yeah, on Geary Street at a French Hospital. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but I was raised in Marin County. And 
I moved back to the city you know, when I was older. Oh, terrific. Yeah. And so you were part of that San Francisco, like the 90s. I love ambient house music. It saved my life. I just love listening to it and go to sleep to it and just kind of intensely listen to it and, and just dance to it and everything. And it was a good scene that you were part of, you know, Jonas Sharp, I guess. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I had a Charles Izell Edwards album he did on Facts, which was pretty mm -hmm. neat. Yeah, yeah. I'm still friends with, I still talk to Jonah. I mean, I still keep in touch with him. Yeah, he, um, yeah, great guy, huge influence. And, uh, you know, we just love to talk shop and all kinds of other stuff. We've known, been friends for a long time. So, you know, so influence, I have to say the Dead, Dead uh, Vent Seven is like one of my favorite albums. And uh, like an idiot, I sold it back in the, when I was burning through CDs. And uh, I've always regretted that. I'll send you a new one. I, I have, I have some. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. It's, uh, is I listen to it on uh, YouTube occasionally, and uh, I don't think it's in the right order, but uh, it's just, it's amazing stuff. So if people are listening, Single Cell Orchestra, don't let the pun bother you. You listen to 808 State, you can listen to Single Cell Orchestra, uh, and Dead Vault. And then you had a Freaky Chakra album. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Freaky Chakra versus Single Cell Orchestra uh, on Astroworks. Uh, yeah, we used to play live together, Dom and I, and... Uh, so they, you know, it, it was fun, and we got a good response. Toured with Moby, a bunch of people, and so they decided to do an album. And uh, yeah, so that's the album we put out. It's, yeah, it's really good. So where where did you perform live in San Francisco? I mean, all over the place. The biggest one was at the Warfield. You know, that was you know uh, that was opening up for Moby. Uh, and wow, that, that was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, you know, clubs, raves. I mean, warehouses. You name it. So. I saw uh, Mixmaster Morris and Pete Namlook perform at uh, King Street Garage at like three in the morning. It was the start time. Yeah, I was there. I, I you was were? There. Yeah, I was there. Oh my God, what an amazing... I woke up. I woke up to the, to Namlook's music and I got his album of that performance and I could tell you exactly when I woke up when I listened to that album. Yeah, a poor, yeah uh, Namlook unfortunately passed away, but uh, Mixmaster Morris, he's still doing his thing. You know, he's still... Is still still uh, DJing. He's got. He, if you go on, what is that? That mix cloud thing. He's, he's like got a million mixes up there. So definitely check that out. I'll ch I'll check it out for sure. I heard a recent album of his, and I really I really he still has it. Uh, we should mention you're you're on Bandcamp. You're on Spotify. You are on Amazon Music. Yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. Single Cell Orchestra. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff up there, and you know my Bandcamp is under my name, and uh, yeah. So. You know, all, pretty much everything else is up there. Seldom records, so yeah. And that's C L L D O M, because God forbid we'd need another pun. C E L L D O M, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's very cool. So, at one point, why did you go from music to stand up? What was the? Uh, do you do? You, I mean, can you tell me like, how do you approach the audiences when you do music and do stand up? Um, well, what what happened was was that you know I I think in you know my mid twenties I sort of just burned out on trying to be like a, a rock star musician guy. And, uh, and so I got into acting cause I just was following my passion and, uh, and then that led to stand up. Uh, and then, this, and then actually the real catalyst for stand up was somehow nine 11. I think that was the thing where I was like, I'd been booked to do something kind of like a spoken word thing for like the rave crowd and nine 11 happened. And I just came up with all this, this, you know, all this reaction of, you know, just trying to find a way to have a good time and all that just depressing stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so yeah, the stand up came out of it. And then it was just, you know, and then I just fell in love with it. I just fell in love with stand up. It just, you know, the, the freedom and the, and the, the whole thing of just, you know, making people laugh, having a good time. I mean, I just always, you know, I used to love to sit in the back of the punchline and just, 
and just and watch everybody, you and you know the whole the whole crew. That was a long you're, time you're, you're ago. Like a, you're like a class above me, you know. And uh, you know, uh, and if I was if I was at the punchline, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was that yeah. was it was a very long time ago. And uh, and it just I just remember always feeling like you know if you can if you can laugh at something then face it and you can deal with it. And I, so you know not to get too corny about it, but it seemed like a good way to to have fun and also kind of just sort of maintain some kind of feeling life force in my life. You know? Uh, absolutely you know i should mention like i've seen you perform uh like showcases and knock it out of the park and then when we were doing like open mics in san francisco you experimented i mean there was one time you were yelling one time you were you were like you were fearless i was pretty crazy back then yeah (laughs) i was i I had a lot of anger mike i worked through it oh yeah yeah no i was in the room i i I, yeah 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 i was loud i was i was allowed i I went i went through that phase i went yeah through many several phases but to your credit like when we did showcases you you brought out the material like you you knew when to to experiment and when to kind of present the show like it was good oh thanks 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 man thanks well you i was always a big fan of yours and you know i i always thought you were you were hilarious and you know, so I, you know, I just want to give you some props because yeah, you're always you're always one of the guys who made me laugh. So you know, I, I do appreciate you, man. Oh, I appreciate that too, and I hope Carl hears this. Um, <laughs> tell me about Los Angeles. Actually, you-, you had a joke about I was I was at my favorite taqueria, uh, Jack in the Box, right? That was that was that was uh huh. That's gold, yeah. baby. That's gold. <laughs> Getting the monster taco, and they didn't they didn't have it, Miguel. Oh, so yeah, I had asked if they had something comparable, and she kicked me in my stomach. Do you still, oh, right. Do you still do that bit? Do you still, do you still, do you still ever break when, that one out? If I'm next to a Jack in a box, like if I'm performing <laughs> at a bar, there was a bar on Geary that's next to a Jack in a famous Jack in a box. And uh, I bring that out and it, it really depends on the mood. Like I, I try to avoid the old material uh, when I was performing because I don't know, you get, it gets kind of dismissive. Like people are like, Oh, you did that one, but right, you know, right. it's a combination. You, when the moment hits and it's right, you can do it. But uh, I know, I, I know the exact Jack in the box you're talking about actually. Yeah. yeah. That's an infamous one, the one next to uh, the one on uh, the avenues, right? Yeah, like on yeah, tenth. Yeah. It, it's twenty four hours and there's no lock, and you know things are bad when you turn on the news and you see that Jack in a Box, like the video inside. You're like, uh oh, because yeah. it, it got into like people would beat each <laughs> other up in there. Uh, I think someone got killed there. Nothing good ever happens in a Jack in the Box. You no, know? that's why you use the drive through. But, um, <laughs> yeah, don't go inside. <laughs> the inside, the inside of a Jack in the Box is just like it's like yeah, it's like if uh, if uh, uh, Jerry Springer or some or some you know fast food. You know, I, I blame the architecture. Those buildings are smaller than normal restaurant buildings. Like they look like a toy when you, so when you see somebody, them. Someone needs to do a mic in one of those things. You know what I mean? What's up? What's up? You know. <laughs> you know? Hey, what's up, what's Jack? Up? What's up, homeless people? Let's party. You know what I mean? In here for I, warmth. Let's party. Yeah. I would I, I would dress up as Jack and then host the show. And then I would try to do a Jack voice, which I don't think I can do. No, uh, they do have the best curly fries, so I got to give them that. So. Oh, yeah. No, they're great, man. They're great for vegetarians. Horrible junk food for vegetarians. <laughs> so tell me, so let me, I now that I'm in Los Angeles, I want to catch up. Like, what's your experience in Los Angeles? How How's performing stand-up? You've been doing a lot of shows, a lot of outside shows during the pandemic, producing and, and performing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, did, did a few of them. Did, for a while, I was doing one out there in L.A., uh, uh, historic park down there by Chinatown. That, that was pretty fun. I, I kind of had to... I had to sort of bail on that though because I, I just had my schedule didn't really sort of you know work with having a, a show on a monday afternoon i, I really enjoyed yeah. that was my first live show in, in los angeles and uh, it was great it was a lot of fun you and groper was great uh groupman 
uh, Adam, Adam actually turned to me. He goes, you want to run this show? <laughs> That's, hilarious. That's hilarious. I was like, wow, I just been in, San- in Los Angeles for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't, uh, I would have had to take the bus and I didn't have a mic, so I didn't follow up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenge running a room. Um, I, I did, I did a, I did a, I ran a room for about nine years uh, at the USA Hollywood hostel, which was really fun. Um, That's a great room. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, and and we ran it, we ran it, and you know, uh, you know, for you know, I say for nine years, and then and then and then they kind of got some new management that was not as comedy friendly, and you know, so. that's a real shame because that that room's been going on for a while. I got I got uh, put into my place. Uh, I was with a comic, and I was talking to a comic, and another comic said, "Are you guys comics?" We said, "Yeah," and they're like, "Well, can you be quiet as a comic performing?" And I went, "Oh, <laughs> whoa, shit." That's hilarious. Um, yeah, and I mean, I've run a few other rooms and stuff like that. You know, LA is—it's fun. It's what you make it. It's a bigger world down here, obviously, than than San Francisco. Uh, and I miss that about San Francisco, actually, because in San Francisco, it was just this kind of—at least when I was there, there was just kind of a few places that people hung out. Everybody kind of knew each other. You kind of knew, you know, who was who was funny and stuff. <laughs> you know, right. you know, and. It, yeah, yeah, sure. You have your East Bay comics, and you know, but all the ones that are sort of really going for it, you would you would see, you know, mostly, uh, mostly, not 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 entirely, but mostly, you know. Whereas here in LA, it's just sort of like, I mean, there's just so many little subsets of comics. You know, you've got your East Side, West Side. You've got your Valley comics. You've got your, you know, you've oh, got Valley your, comics. You know, you've got your your you know uh, Silver Lake kids. You know what I mean? There's just so many different. You know places, but I—I I mean, to be honest, it's changed probably. I mean, I don't really I haven't really been out there on the landscape as much because of the pandemic. I've really yeah, but that's kind of put the kibosh on a lot of you know a lot of the rooms that I probably would be hanging out in these days. Was that a blessing? The pandemic, the ability just the ability you had to stop for a while. Uh, not for the comedy. No, it was a blessing for the music because being home so much, I just got super into production and the new music I'm making is just like next level so much better i mean i i love everything i've done up until now but i feel like i've taken that to a, a next level thing because just so much time at home you know and, and uh you know really embracing different technology and a lot better a lot lot better I'll, I'll send you some stuff but uh yeah well let, let, our, let our audience know like your band camp is single cell orchestra the new a- album is remember the future yeah exactly. Uh, yeah and uh people should definitely subscribe to it and and before we get going um you recently DJed uh, during the pandemic. How was that? Well, I actually actually did a. I've done a couple. I did a live show, uh, and that that was really fun. Actually, that was uh, uh, these guys threw that in this warehouse. That was actually back in like the beginning of the vaccinate the early vaccination period, where it was like, you know, you get, after you got, you know, it was sort of assumed after you got two shots, then you know, life is back to normal for you, buddy. You know, yeah, uh, you know, and I guess. You know, we we're a bit wrong. It was kind of crazy to be in a room with like two hundred people or three hundred people or however many it was uh, when nobody was wearing a mask because you had to show your vaccination card. Um, uh, you know, so it was it was kind of weird. It was, but you know, ended up being fine and uh, yeah, had had a, had a great had a great time. I mean, I've I've also been sort of working on that over the last few years. My, my live show is a lot a lot more organic. It's a lot more hands on. You know, uh, drum machine that kind of stuff it's a lot of fun so uh, sounds good looking forward to doing more of that too 
So check out Miguel Fierro in Los Angeles as a performer. Single Cell Orchestra is online. It's on your Spotify. Check it out. Any album is good, but with the new one is uh, Remember the Future and the, the Mike Speaking One favorite. That Vent 7 is really cool. Uh, and and also, I have to say, like, the San Francisco ambient scene, the record labels, it was cool. Like, all the different kind of bands and stuff like that. I, I thought there was, like, a real scene going on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it was totally... It was fun, man. It was a... It was a special time a lot of great music came out of that whole time you know san francisco was definitely regarded as you know one of one of the you know cooler places for electronic music to be coming out of in the 90s now it's just everywhere i mean right. it's just every because also too it's like you know you buy a computer and you've got enough technology just in your you know computer that it that it comes with you know that you've got it. You most people buy a computer now. They now they actually have a studio. You know when I was when I was a kid. You know you had to. You know I worked at a coffee shop and you know we'll shave two thousand dollars for a sampler. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you try that now, kids. You know. Oh, if but, these com computers coming out had like a podcast feature, Carl and I are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, cool. I, I'm so glad to be talking with you, and I was really happy to see you again when I moved out here. And. Uh, yeah. Likewise, uh, man. Yeah. So we we uh, have an audience. We have a movie queued up. We want you to do our celebrity comedian countdown and and let them know when they could hit play. Are you are you ready, Miguel? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. That was a really interesting comedian countdown. That was excellent. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. All right, here we go, Harry. Get done. Oh, look, they had a tramp stamp because that was manual. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Tramp, tramp, tramp. I'm going to lower the music. Uh, have you ever heard? So Harry Langdon plays Harry Logan. Harry Logan sounds like a show business name. Harry Langdon was a show business star with a weird name and a weird act, Carl. Uh -huh. Look at that. Joan Crawford's in this movie. Huh? Well, let's kick it off. It's only the title card for these early movies. We start off in the fictitious town of Burton, Massachusetts, where there's a, uh, you can tell we start off, uh, which is owned by John Burton, rich family. They own the Burton shoes. He's so rich, he put his daughter on this poster. Which, by the <laughs> and they're like, guys are walking around like, I need a pair of shoes. And they see the daughter, they're like, hot dog. <laughs> and uh, so he is going to, he needs a gimmick. PlayStation is acting. All right. Yeah, they're crushing the competition, especially in the world of shoe manufacturing in the town of Burton, <laughs> Massachusetts. Meanwhile, at Amos Logan and Son Handmade Shoes, Burton, Massachusetts store. And look at that boot out there. See? The little competition. Yeah. So, by the way, our star, Harry Langdon, who's considered huge, he was born in 1880. He really looked like FDR just then. Well, look what's between his leg, uh, between his legs, Carl. He has like a little shoe, uh, right? In the middle. Yeah, so he can mend shoes on there. Okay, here comes the landlord. He's gonna classic, right? He's like he needs the rent when, Carl? But three months. Don't you hate that? <laughs> <laughs> so this is gonna be landlord porn, where the old man's gonna have sex with the landlord, so he can delay paying the uh, uh, -huh. uh rent. Just it's. Usually my landlord would say, speaking when the rent's due in like two hours. I've never once had him say, by the way, you got three months, three whole months to pay me rent. Because <laughs> they had to travel like by stagecoach and bullshit. That's amazing. All right. So 
this is a Harry, Harry Lang is a movie star. He uh, he was a vaudevillian. He's going to show up in a sec. And right now he's at the height peak of his uh, popularity. And he's considered like, you know, there's Chaplin, there's Keaton. Is that right? <laughs> uh, there's uh, Harold Lloyd, <clears throat> white guy. There's Patty uh, Arbuckle. Patty Arbuckle was huge back then. Yep. So he, he had a full... Like it wasn't as bad as Fatty, but uh, he this was this is the first movie he did in 1926, mm-hmm. 27, and uh, 27, right? No, 26. 26. He also did a movie. He's an interesting guy because he was a vaudevillian. He he did medicine shows and stuff like that when he was 12. He did minstrel. He dressed did blackface, and he met his wife Rose, and and they married in 03, and they had an act, and he used to do I guess called Johnny's New Car according to Wikipedia. There, ah, uh, there it is, Joan. So it's so crazy. La, la, la. The dad's saying, "Listen, this factory in t- in town is killing us, and we got to get the rent in three months, or we're doomed." Then across the street is a billboard for that very factory, and he's like, oh, "I can't wait to jerk off to this billboard later." Like they don't stop and say, "That's the final insult." <laughs> so he's in love with the bad guy's daughter. That's exactly right. right. And he needs money in three months. He's yeah. got to get the rent deadline yeah so he uh and he's gonna have like there's some funny play cards i'm waiting for it to show up actually but you know this, this so he had a vaudevillian act he would do the same bit like for 20 years according to what i i went to a halloween party as a placard once my face was the placard like my face was in the middle <clears throat> and then the, the the rectangle was around me you know uh and people were like shaming me for being in plaque face yeah, it was very controversial at the time. I'm sure you thought it was funny being in blackface. <laughs> okay, he's. I'm going to get the money in three months if it takes me a year. Now, this is actually really <laughs> clever fun. writing. We'll check out the next placard. So here he is. This guy is like John C. Riley, not John C. Riley. Like he's off. He's like Zach Galifianakis humor. Like he does the opposite of what you expect. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to go out and get the money. So he immediately walks out and he's completely perplexed. <laughs> he can't even walk. And here, here we go. Shall he take the primrose path or the easiest way? I love that. Usually you take the hell, you know, the terrible, the hardest path or the path thrown in hell. And this one's like, you want the one with roses or the easiest one? So here's the landlord. He's like, hey, by the way, clean my shoe, which is very common in Burton, Massachusetts. Burton. (laughs) Burton. (laughs) Buster Burton. Buster Curton. But he now I don't get this. Like, so he takes the bags, he's helping the landlord. Yeah, like why would he kiss the landlord's butt? But okay, he's a yeah. nice person and goofy. He uh he he went to, and so by the time in 1923 he went to Hollywood and he talked to Hal Roach, you know, the Hal Roach studios, but it didn't work out. He worked for uh, a company and then um he started working for Max Sennett for the Keystone, and he created this character, and Frank Kappa and this director, Harry Edwards, and another mm-hmm. man like helped work that. Check out this deal. They have a promotion to sell shoes. They're going to have people walk from Burden, Massachusetts to Burden, California, wearing Burden factory shoes. For free or something, like as a promotion? Yeah, and whoever wins gets twenty five. No, it's $25,000 on stage. Oh, you, okay, so you have to buy our shoes, and you have to walk it, and if you no, win, like, we give you money. 
they're like, hey, people, it's a great promotion. People are here at the barbecue. Look at that barbecue. See that? That was a cow, like the whole cow. Well, what's really funny, they said, here's our promotion. We're going to do a cross-country walk, and everyone out here is just, is here to, to, to send them off or here for the barbecue. They show the, they walk out the window, they look outside, and they cut to the barbecue. Like, they looked at the people, and then they looked at the barbecue. So here's the dark. Look at that. You know, they had to, like, draw paint that in the background. That factory. Yeah. Okay, so here we are. We have all the onlookers. They're not waiting. There's no microphones back in the day, so they use that mic, that uh, megaphone, bullhorn, bullhorn, yeah, bullhorn. I know. And the crowd's like, "We want more barbecue." <laughs> I'm here for the barbecue. So these are all the famous walkers in a countrywide walking competition. <laughs> Goodness, there is such a thing in 1926. You know, it's like a different culture. It's like a a different country. They speak English, but they have their own. It's not just a different time. It's a different America. Okay, so Cargas, the, uh, by the way, his name is Cargas. He is not only their evil landlord, he's the world-famous walker. He is, coincidentally. Yeah, right. And that's where he's leading uh, Harry right now. He's asking him to take the bags, but Harry can't. He can't get past that billboard. Because of the girl? Yeah, look, he's like, come on, check it out. I mean, imagine you're watching this as like a... If he's Will Ferrell or like, what, you what's know, the big deal? What, what is it? Uh, what is it? I got a walking competition. I got to walk across country. Look that, Glenn. Yeah. It says nothing. Oh, there we go. Yeah. He's like, check her out. I jerk off to that picture. I'm so crazy. I've been creeping that picture for months. They're closing my dad's store, but I don't care. There are billboards across the street. So, wait. So, our enemy is going to compete in the walk? That's right. For and Goofy offered to carry his bags, he'll be in, competing in the walk as well. Yeah, you know, this guy just walked out of the place. <laughs> the landlord was outside and said, you know, hey, clean my, shine my shoes and carry my bags. And uh, he's a man child, you know, but he uh, he's not like an angry man child. He's kind of just uh -huh. like a, a wistful, naive, like uh -huh. very introverted. It's a deadpan style because, like, he just does the opposite of what you expect, especially in a silent movie where the things seem to be really exaggerated. Like, he's going to help him out. Rock here. I met rock. rock. See, for a world-class walker, he's such a little whiny jerk, right? Like, he has a cane. So he's and he clearing the way from the rock. Yeah, yeah, he's kicking the rocks. Boy, is he a prince. Yeah, right. Make way. Prince coming Whoa. through. <laughs> that was just... I think you're a couple seconds ahead of me. Uh, he just, okay. I guess I am. Ad is going on. I, I'm at 925. I'm at 930. Okay, yeah, I'm at 9. No, I'm, you're ahead of me. Oh, I, I'm 933. Yeah, you're like two seconds ahead. It's fine. Okay. All right, great. Funny. Perfect. You were okay. right, though, that I was... It's winter in one place and summer in another. No, it's just no, bad. it's just overexposed. Out. Yeah. Other copies on YouTube were, were sometimes better, but sometimes worse. But I, I prefer this one. This one was, was uh, put Here in comes last the year. Champion walker of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then he walks in. Oh, I'm so fucking bloated from barbecue. I'll, I, I'm so amazing to meet you, man. I don't know if it's the meat I've been eating and the free beer, but whoa. Can we do a selfie? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good thing an hour. 
Oh, and they, they can't wait. And there's, of course, Billboard Girl. I didn't look up any information about Joan Crawford. You know, I don't think now is the time, but this is definitely in the 20s, like one of her earlier movies. Mm -hmm. We should find a, a wait, movie Joan with Joan Crawford, Crawford. The Joan Crawford I know? The Joan Crawford we all know. Mommy Dearest Joan Crawford? Goodness, I got to see her face again. She's that hottie? Imagine you married her and then she was like, no fucking wire, fucking hangers. Uh huh. You're like, Ever. oh, I wanted the tramp, tramp, tramp. <laughs> I thought I married a tramp, tramp, tramp. Get off of me, you goof. You're yeah. a bro. You look at that deadpan. <laughs> All right. You let me never That's see you again. Offered? My goodness. Oh my God, where are I you? I think this is all bleached out. I can't overexpose, you've been saying, so I can't really get a good... Right. So long, sucker! All right, well, off and they go. He'll say, I'll compete in that walk myself. Well, you know, it's the moment's gone. I don't know, like, he, look, he's, he's like a kid. He doesn't know how to react. <laughs> oh, darn, shucks. This doesn't process, but she she kind of it's interesting because this movie is like, oh, I, I'm obsessed by this woman and she'll become my sweetheart and we'll have a child together. And that's always kind of creepy, but she falls for Why him do you a say bit. It's creepy because that's it's biology not, making you want to have a baby. Right? right. But he's like totally obsessed by her, but she kind of falls for him. Uh, I'm at 1202. Okay, I'll just start telling you second. Yeah. 12 and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So now I'm behind you. No, you're good. We're, we're all together. I was waiting for oh. you to say 8. <clears throat> all right. So, yeah. So he's, he says, screw it. I need to unwind. I'm going to go mentally undress oh, the hello. billboard. Hello, beautiful. Ah. So, what, yeah. So that's like probably the closest to a reaction shot he does, right? Like, usually he just, he doesn't do the, like, Wah! He, uh, he, he he struck it big. So he did this movie, and then the writer, Frank Capra, directed his first movie this year with him called The Strong Man. Uh-huh. Frank Capra. Uh, Frank, Frank, Frank Capra. Maybe you heard of him? Yes. I've heard of him as an author. He was a director? Yeah, he directed a movie called um, It's a Wonderful Life. Big, big <laughs> flop at the time. And then it went into the public domain, and then uh, – <laughs> Uh, because you it was Christmas, he did the Billy Jack prequel, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, with Jimmy Stewart. That's a great, uh, for its time, it was a great film. I don't know. It was missing Billy Jack. Billy Jack Goes to Washington, <laughs> on the other hand. Now, that's a Goes to Washington movie. You know, he uh, So they, they met at, at uh, Keystone Studios, and he said, screw it. He You know, he's, this guy's very ambitious, Harry Langdon. So he said, I'm going to create my own company, Harry Langdon Pictures, and make my own movies. And he took uh, Harry Edwards, and he took Capra, and he took another writer, and they, they left uh, Keystone, and they made a deal. Same guy who ran the first production company he was with, it's First National Pictures. Did you see that bank-like name in the opening credit? Yeah. Yeah. So they made a deal. You, you will give us four movies from Harry Langdon Studios or what have you. And this was the first one, and it was a hit. Okay, so that's the application for him. She wants him, she feels bad. He wants him to join the competition. So sign here. Yes, yeah, sweetie. Oh, join. Oh, he could maybe be a double, a, a 
spy, a uh, no, not even. She just, she just, you know, thinks he wants to give him a chance because uh, he feels anyone could join. Okay. Oh, the walk. Register for the walk. Right. This is like the running walking man, and this is like uh, we okay. had the cannibal run we saw where we they drive cross country. They're gonna. He's gonna walk from Massachusetts to California. <laughs> oh my god oh my god to promote a pair of shoes oh my god which by the way falls apart halfway through the race for him i really to... like to go on my walks but the thing is like if i get to like seven miles i'm like okay <laughs> right what's it once my pedometer says ten thousand steps i'm done so i i also not recently but in the past i would like do a 10 mile on the weekend like in 2015 or something and walking? Like, it would knock your ass. Yeah, like in a hike and shit. It would you would be great during a lot of but at the way end you're in your ass dragging only two more miles. <sighs> He's writing a note to his dad. He's like, don't worry about the rent due in three months. I have a surefire way to get 25 grand. All I gotta do is walk to California. P.S. Did I mention I jerk off to that billboard girl? <laughs> Oh, better get Ma's wedding cock ring out of stock. Hawk? Hawk. That, that I actually. Out of Hawk. Yeah, I've watched this movie a few times, actually, Carl. And uh, I thought it was Sid Hawk the second time. All right. So this is only an hour movie, and the whole premise is a race. So how much running time do you think is devoted to the actual race? It's <laughs> like I was expecting the whole film. They still haven't walked. Now, this is the night before, and the hotel's overbooked. And see, there's the, the car gas. Will you share your room? Right? It's the 20s. Fuck that. Right that happened the... to me in Texas. They were like, do you want a handicap access room? And I was like, no, I, I don't want anyone having access to my room. Handicap or no? Oh, yeah. Well, all right. I'm glad you made your point there. They don't care in Texas. So there's his room, right? I think he's a little obsessed. So he's he ripped, out ripped, the... ripped out all the posters along the yeah, way? Yeah, like he, that's like six billboards alone. You're right. He's fucking nuts. That is the best. He must have went to Burden, got the that billboard, and then West Burden. Now, see, I thought he had a healthy, like, oh, I like that girl. I'm going to marry her one day and where I'll have kids together and be happy. And I was like, what's wrong with that, Mike? But if he's stealing billboards, and, but, no. <laughs> but if Chris Farley did that, wouldn't that be cute and endearing? Oh, with Bubble Boy, this movie reminds me of Jake Zillenhall in that 19, like 2000 movie yeah. Bubble Boy, where he has to travel cross country because he wants to go girl he loves. Immunities. Now this this is a uh, so this is the the bad guy. Look at this. Ah. And one up more up the sleeve. <laughs> Don't kiss the dirty outside billboard thing. Right? You know it's what? got that uh, paper, uh, wallpapery, and the, it was on with the glue. Okay, never mind me. Nope. Oops. Fell apart. Now, I don't know. Like, do you think this would be funnier if the guy was like wide awake just waiting for him to stop? Because he's like, Maybe. I thought it. I thought his eyes were open and he was just like patiently waiting this through, but he's actually sound asleep during this. There's two things in this movie that I, I wish they changed. This is one of them. I wish he was awake, just silently writing this out until of course it 
complete disaster, like a Jerry Lewis movie where the boss watches him try to stack cans. Mm-hmm. My other my other complaint about this movie is that his dad makes shoes. He the competition is killing his dad's business. Competition is doing a competition where you walk into competition's shoes and you get twenty five thousand, which would save his dad. Yeah. He does the competition wearing I don't know what pair of shoes he wears. I think it's his own. I don't think he's wearing burden. That's ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Wouldn't that make the movie better if he wore his own shoes? I don't know. Does he still win the prize? Yes, he does. Well, then, yeah. Yeah, that would be better. But his dad's not concerned about his company or or the competition. You'll see. His dad has a really interesting (laughs) subplot, which I don't want to reveal just yet. Okay. Here we go. Wow. Darn it. He really fell on that dude. That was a real fall, man. Say, what do you think? What do you think? Just trying to get to sleep. I got a big race. I got to walk. He sleeps with his fans. That's deplorable. Oh yeah, and not professional at all. He turns the light off, of course, which starts the fans. Doing it right in front of everybody. You should at least clean up afterwards. My God, that's a lot of socks. Gym socks. And cut. <laughs> right, just looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sleep. I think I'm a couple seconds before you, but I don't care. You know, so this intro. The sleep pills. Right, which in 1926, the fucking must be killer. Heroin or something. But they're shaped like aspirin. Mm-hmm. You know, like so they were manufactured somehow. Yeah, just like cocaine was. You could do any old drug you wanted before they made laws, you know. Look, look how many I mean, he gives him the whole bottle, of course. Oh no, you fool. He, he doesn't like this guy. He's gonna he first off they're competing, which I don't think Cargasu realizes. The second <laughs> one, with booze. <laughs> but not all the booze. Watch, he's gonna no, reserve they're it. Gonna, they're gonna rule his suicide. Uh-huh. I know this movie's great. Here you go. I have this. Now sleep in the hole in your bed. Don't they have to pay the hotel? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I'm going to bill you for this. Now, here we go. Think of any other comedian. Like, think of Jim Carrey going to sleep. This yeah. guy just does it differently. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I think that's what he's saying, right? Yeah. Fire my agent. He's saying over and over again. Fire my agent. Can't sleep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Hey. Great. Carl, keep going. Carl, right. Keep going. Keep dragging it out. Don't pretend you're sleepy just yet. Yeah, I can't sleep. See? It's so anti on this. Yeah. Which is strange. So Carl, he uh he kicked the he did three movies uh with Capra and then he fired everybody from that crew. Listen, I, I before you go on, I won't interrupt too much, but I just gotta say. Wait till you see. Arbuckle shares his story, but go ahead. Okay. Well, no, I I know I I read a couple like books about his own studios making his own. Yeah. Companies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and these guys were superstars. I mean, this is 1926. Who, who knows how big they are? Look, he's finally it's finally hitting him. Uh, he uh, he directed his own movies. He thought Capra wasn't good enough, and his movies I haven't seen. Like I just heard about this guy. I uh-huh. I saw him and I saw his character in the movie Stan and Ollie. But I didn't realize, you know, that he has such a huge background. He he directed a couple of his own movies. They flopped. First National broke it up, and he went. He kind of wound up uh, 
couldn't get his silent films done. But by 1928, you know, they were making talkies. And he went back to Hal Roach, and they had this silent movie star who's going to do a talkie with him. And it's on YouTube, and I absolutely recommend okay. looking for it. He's passed while he sleeps, looking for uh, Harry Langdon's first talkie. It's one of the worst fucking things, the craziest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. His voice was a little weird. Like, he kind of knew what, got a new one, a little hike pitch, a, a little, a little, uh, and it was weird. And then at the end, one of the characters, one of the guys comes and talks directly to the camera and says, Hi, I'd like to get out of character and welcome Harry Langdon <laughs> to Mr. Roach. Welcomes Harry Langdon. This is the first talking for Hal Roach. And uh, Mr. Roach uh, looks forward to working with him. That's the end of the, of the uh, thing. You have to watch it. All right. So here we have, we have all the international world it's champion walkers. Run. That's exactly right. But uh, Burt Reynolds is not there. What right? the fuck did you do to my hotel? This is the weird thing. Is like his buddy. I don't know who this guy is, honestly. Oh, he is the owner of the hotel. Yeah, maybe. All right, so he's oh, that makes more sense because he has to go on his own. He's like <laughs> he's groggy, but he's alive. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty cool stuff. So you know, the story goes like it's kind of a tropical, right? How Carl did I pronounce it right? The story a, a what a tropical. Where it's not really true, but you just say it anyway. It kind of became the story. A fiction? Approximately. Anyway. Approximable? Did Jesus use him a lot? No, no. Look at what's caught in there. Anyway, so the story goes is that Capra. uh, Parabola. 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 All right, never mind. (laughs) Paragon of. No, it's a procopal. A propopal. Approximal, the story. Anyway, so it said he said, you know, the story goes is that he lost it after that, and uh, they blamed... the, the 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 influence of sleeping pills. Yeah, he, well, he's walking off. Trouble. Okay. He had. I like the spittoon in the uh, hotel room too that he used. <laughs> For so here's chewing tobacco. So I, what I didn't get is that like I thought this guy came like drove a car over and said Harry, you got to go, because now here comes Harry and he's in a cab. Again, this is halfway through the movie. The race is finally, we saw it extended night before. Look how he has to wear such a uniform. Oh, well, yeah, it's a checkered cap. So this guy, I don't know who this comic is. Like, he's listed, actually. I do have his name. His name is Brooks Benedict. Uh And for some reason, this is like the longest uh, run. I love Brooks Benedict, like with the Hollandaise. Uh, it's a little too rich for me, you know. I, once in a while, I'll go out and have a Brooks Benedict. There's this whole like asking for change bit goes on forever, and then there's a payoff that's just fucking nuts. But other than that, this is completely out of place. You okay, know, like asking for ch- yeah, it doesn't go with the plot. He's asking for ch- to tip him. Yeah, no, he's saying you got to pay the fare, man. Listen, you got to pay the fare, man. Oh yeah, let me go check. Uh, I, I have. Hey, you, you want two bits? Yeah, he has no money, right? And uh, so it gets even matter. Hey, man, this is my only scene in your movie, and I'm going to be well, expecting well, well, crazy. People are respecting Joe Crawford. They're expecting Nick Cargus. Not going to happen. I have to get my money before this movie could continue. You're getting to be a pest. What are you, on drugs? <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> he goes back into the cab. I'm a couple seconds. All right, so yeah, so like it's funny, but it doesn't go with. Yeah, we want him to get in the race. We want him to walk for Joan Crawford, you know. He uh he divorced his wife. His wife and was together for like twenty years, and they divorced kind of around this time. He's gonna throw a brick at him. Uh yeah. oh. Right. All this for a quarter. It's kind of frustrating his uh, leaves. Right. You notice he's like a child. He, he runs behind the guy that, you know, like he breaks it and then he runs behind him. Okay, so this is all timey fighting, Carl. You know, you got to take your jacket off. You got to roll up your sleeves. Yeah, like in the ring. Yeah. There's a big just can't sponge. That's it. That's the joke. That's what we spent so three minutes of this, this movie. Because he couldn't use his arms? He had the quarter all along. If if the guy just waited, he would have got his quarter. He would have had his window broken. No, it's not the guy's fault. It was time to pay, and he wasn't paying. Yeah. But it's all because he couldn't reach into his own pocket. Okay, he's super late, right? Yeah, right, but they got to take his photo. (laughs) (laughs) He's not into it. Also, this is a marathon. This is a marathon, not a sprint. So he doesn't have, you know, like you don't have to run up and get it. Yeah, we're we're fucking floating after that barbecue. I ate so much meat. I'm hallucinating. Yay, burdens. They ruined our town. Hello, sweetheart. Yes, I wish you the best. I'm Joan Crawford. Oh, so he's a cell number. Yeah, well, I don't think he's creepy or anything. Let's see what he has to say in this little note. All right, you go. I know a couple seconds behind, but I've seen this movie a few times. So creepy. But she likes him. She actually likes him. Okay, here's a note. Not creepy at all. Let's see what it says. It's it's safe. I love you. 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 Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, Carl, maybe this Why do you think that's creepy and not sweet? How come she thinks it's sweet? Because there's another note attached to it saying, hey, I haven't heard you since the last note. Just want to make sure everything's okay. And then there's that's a third funny. note attached to it that's that says, funny. oh, hi. Oh, hey, sorry. It's me, Harry. Okay, I'll, I'll write you a note later. And then there's a fifth note that goes, hey, I'm really concerned. I haven't heard you uh, write back to me from the last four notes. Yeah. If I if if I'm not in, the postmaster will leave a message. Yeah. Look, oh. he's winning. And then they're like the twelfth notes, like I don't like you anyway. I thought you were stuck up the first time I met you. Then there's the thirteenth <laughs> note. Oh, hey, sorry about that last note. <laughs> that was really crazy of me to write that. This joke's been done before. That's why I'm not cracking up. It's good. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense, Carl. They're in Massachusetts doing a, a countrywide walk. What difference does it make what, what path he takes or how fast he is? What is also, that? It's a coil, like an electrical coil. Like on the inside of a clock or something? Well, you know, there's a big pile of shoes or whatever. Oh, no, that's later. But I, I think he, like, maybe his house was like a mess. Maybe that was a piece of the fan or something, like the hotel room. Oh, right, right. They got stuck in his shoe. Now, isn't this cheating? 
Yeah, I mean, it is cheating, but there's no path. You just have to get to checkpoints, different towns. and, and Oh, again. so it's not cheating. You don't have to stay on Route 80 the whole way. Right, but also as a competition, it's funny that everyone is in sync except for Harry. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're pretty just taking a friendly walk, just fellow world traveler, walk, world champion walkers. You know, there's a lot of sheep in Massachusetts. Who turned all these cows loose and they're yeah. sheep? I know that black sheep. This is a military base. If you need any assistance, you should contact the private keep out. Minor threat, black sheep. Oh, that's a good song. Look, it's uh, hi, it's private keep out. That's so scary, Carl. It's all right, not real life. He's long dead, he died already. These are practical effects. No, they kind of painted. I mean, they had to look at that. The camera is what he did. Okay, so maybe that's a film footage. Yeah, uh, so when the talkies started going in force, he still found work. He got a, a real crazy second career uh, playing, like, second fiddles and, like, mostly not for television, but for, like, B-movies. You know, the second right. movie would be an hour, and there would only be two reels of film. They called them two-reelers. So he did a bunch of, like, dumb two-reelers. And I actually... The research I did, Carl, because I really wasn't familiar with this guy 24 hours ago, I typed in his name, and on Tubi, they have a lot of these films from the 40s, uh-huh. like 58 minutes. Uh, I saw, what did I see? Delinquent Dads, or like Misleading Dads. Let me see what it was called. It was all about the theater seats, keeping them coming and going and grinding. Misbehaving Husbands. And he kind of was like a Jack Benny husband type of character. Then I saw him in All American Co-Eds. Where this uh, girls' school? Well, he was like the administrator of a girls' college. He said, "Let's get those stupid frat boys to join our school, and then we can see how they're all idiots." And he he's talking, but he kind of looks like Ivan Stang, but a little bigger. Wait a second! Wait a second! Wait a second! Wait a second. His solution is to hammer himself, uh huh, so he can dangle. Right. It's kind and, of ingenious. Uh, well. <laughs> He's at, he's hard at it. Oh wait, so check out you say, well, what's gonna happen to him? It's fucking amazing. All right. I, I know you're gonna ahead of me, but I I, I haven't I heard can't of believe that that's not real in the background there. Like Well, they painted that factory for Frank Franklin Shoes. They had to. They did that. You know, there was a lot of trickery for the Harold Lloyd thing. It wasn't a real shot. There's no way. How could they even get the camera set up, let alone have this guy dangle like that? Oh no. Right, but check it out. <laughs> Look at it. There's, there's a dog all of a sudden. He's on the sled, Carl. He's just flipped right over. Yeah, I think this was in a James Bond film, and it was uh-huh. also uh, oh, in... Jackie Chan did this, too. He rolled down a yeah. hill. He, it was just him in his North Face jacket. And, and we also... Fantasy Island one. Really? My yeah. fantasy is is to recreate the Buster <laughs> Keaton scene in, in Seven Chances. That was so, like a chase. But remember, those boulders fell on him, and that was yep. this last year. So he falls, and then boom, it creates a fence. But these are real stunts he did, right? I mean, he slid down, and it magically turned. These are stray boulders around him. <laughs> Private. Deep out. Oh, I didn't know this was a military base. Give my regards to Private Keep Out. I keep saying that joke, Carl. All right. So this is where it gets crazy. So his dad's not concerned about the factory. He's going to the movies. Fuck it. So here it is. 
this is where you would see this movie. It gets fourth wally really fast. Like I love Carl. I'm a big fan of movies where the characters go see a movie, especially if they go to the exploitation house. See, there's a guy playing, and they're right there. It's the first checkpoint in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> John Burden, wealthy shoe man. And so people would want to hear that. Bing a dinga bunga 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 boom. Can you imagine like suddenly the movie is in a movie theater and there's a guy playing it and you're like playing like him? Like this is kind of fourth wally, right? This is like the final destination, the 3D one where they go into a movie house in 3D and they get yeah, by they die in 3D in the movie house. Yes. Yeah. It's him. Hey, my old boy. <laughs> That's my boy. I taught him everything he knows about walking. That's how I ended up in this wheelchair. <laughs> That's how I'm in a wheelchair. He wore me out. Look, he's he's representing me oh, by wearing the competitors. California? Shirt. No, they're not. But he can't wait. He, he's creeping. Okay. He's, he needs boundary issues. Boundary. Boundary. This is still filming. So this is weird what this film does. So this is present day Burn, Massachusetts. They're watching this film reel. But all of a sudden, it's not. It cuts to him in real life, in real time in, <laughs> in Cleveland. <laughs> Look at this guy's face. So Jersey. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the fuck you do? Fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, he just kissed her. Yeah. And it caught on camera. Hey, that's my boy. He kissed her without her consent. So this is a Civil War song. Tramp, tramp, tramp. The boys are marching. Oh, wait, I have the lyrics. <laughs> so this was a, it was meant that to sing when you were captured by the Confederacy. It was a Union song. Uh, I guess, tramp, 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 the boys are marching. Cheer up, comrades, today will come. Comrades. And beneath, and beneath the starry flag, we shall breathe the air again of the free land of our beloved home. So that's that's how it goes. So, And there was a Confederate version where they changed it. So it was like, hey, oh, Southern brother. The goddamn North. <laughs> right. Tramp, tramp on their head. So this movie takes another derailment, right? So somebody's been eating blueberries. So they pull out a gun to trace the, the guy who's eating. It's those damn runners are eating our fruit. <laughs> he's pregnant with fruit. Yeah, he's just having to walk by <laughs> completely guilty, like a kid, right? Just completely caught. Yeah, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Nothing to see here. That guy, shh. The guy's looking. <laughs> I got him right here. Yeah. You guys are also looking. Right. He's like, don't worry about it. The cops in the back. <laughs> I'll uh, hide this blue juice till my ass. Like the blue juice. Hi. So he like took the blueberries, took his bread, and then chicken. Dude, he has an actual live chicken in his shirt. <laughs> 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 I mean, Jesus Christ. Maybe it's a puppet. What was that? It was a real chicken. He's going to knock it. Oh, they, the bread lo- <laughs> All right. So now, no more of the race. We're going to take another detour. Tramp, tramp, so tramp. The boys are now? Oh, gee. Has <laughs> yes, that's walking? Right. 
Yeah, this is like 10 minutes later. He's on a chain gang where you have to carry your own uh, bowl of chain. Jury and a convictioner. Don't ever steal blueberries in this town. I'll tell you. They'll fuck you up. Is he going to escape? So he's fake trampet. (laughs) He's fooling everybody. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, this is great. Like, this is like Chris Elliott. He's kind of like Chris Elliott, right? I mean, like, he's going to uh, do as less work, minimal work as possible on the chain gang. But, you know, the later, his later acting roles, these comedies, these crazy old stupid comedies, they're great bad movies. And his comedy style changes. Uh-huh. You know, he, he's more like, uh, and the co-ed, all-American co-ed, he's like vaudevillian on the stage or moving the hand and he's talking. And he like, he covers his hand with his mouth. Uh, and then in the other one, the uh, misleading husbands or whatever it's called, he's like Jack Benny. You know, he's kind of, he has a family, family served by... Uh, there's a, a black butler and a black maid or whatever. They're serving him breakfast. And he said, oh, why didn't you wake me up? And the the, the guy says, I did. I tried to wake you up until I was black in, in the, my face. And uh, Harry Langdon goes, black in the face. Huh. Huh. You hear that, Mary? 